Yesterday, we learned that the woman who falsely accused all the way back in 1955, falsely accused a teenage boy named Emmett Till of whistling at her, which she later recanted and said never happened. She died at the age of 88. And many of us were were frustrated, I think is the right word, about her death because she was the last known involved person in the brutal lynching and murder of Emmett Till that could have been held accountable in this country doing as only this country could do, refused to ever hold that white woman accountable. I've got some things to say. Let me unpack and explain it. This is Sean King, and you're listening to The the, the Breakdown. The the, the, the Breakdown. The, 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 The Breakdown. All the way back in 1955, something truly horrible happened at the end of the summer in a rural town in Mississippi. A 14-year-old boy named Emmett Till was sent down south to be with his country family, which was something, if you weren't familiar, it's not a tradition that happens nearly as much today. But in the 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, even into the 70s, you would see a lot of black families, even into the early 80s. You see a lot of black families from Chicago and Detroit and New York and even Boston who still have family down south. Who had been there since slavery, who sometimes were still sharecroppers or landowners would send their family, particularly their children, would send their family down south to be with their country family members to get a break from the hustle and bustle of the cities up north. You know, there was this great migration from the south after slavery all over the country, but particularly to the north. And, you know, as... Southern as northern cities go as places like Cincinnati, Cleveland, certainly all over Ohio and Michigan and New York and Massachusetts and all the way up to Canada. And these families would send their children back to be with their southern relatives during the summer. And that was exactly what the Chicago family of Emmett Till did the summer of 1955, which at one wink seems not long ago at all, and and at another seems so long ago. Nearly 70 years ago, this young boy was accused of winking and saying something to a grown woman that worked at a country store there named Carolyn Bryant Dunham. Now, she later, in an interview with an author, recanted that any of that ever happened. Whether it happened or not, what we know uh, that happened was Emmett Till 
was taken from his family's Mississippi home, brutally beaten and tortured and murdered, and then mutilated and weighed down in a body of water to never come up again. And right after these men who murdered Emmett Till were found not guilty by an all-white jury, they then admitted what they did in an article that was being written about them for weeks before. But because of double jeopardy laws, the men were never held accountable. They admitted to it. They said it was them. And the family of Emmett Till, for the remainder of the 1950s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, 2010s, all the way up until 2023, to this day, the surviving family of Emmett Till has still been fighting for justice and accountability. They have met with every presidential administration. And I will say to you, as I said on my Instagram post yesterday, the family met with the administrations of Richard Nixon and Gerald Ford and Ronald Reagan and George Bush and Donald Trump. But it was the administrations that got elected on the back of black voters. John F. Kennedy, Lyndon Johnson, Jimmy Carter, Bill Clinton, Barack Obama, Joe Biden. It was those administrations that begged and begged for black votes, took pictures with black babies, went to black restaurants, but refused to provide that black mother even a semblance of justice. It's those administrations that burn me up the most. Because there is no statute of limitation on murder. And in the 60s, when Mamie Till and the family of Emmett Till met with the families, uh, I mean, met with the administrations of John F. Kennedy and Lyndon Johnson, then almost every man that participated in the murder of Emmett Till was alive. You could not say, but hey, that wasn't my family. Those, those people are dead. No, they were all alive. All of them. And the families continued to fight while all types of people that participated in this murder were alive. The family fought throughout the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, the 90s. It would seem that they would have gotten a breakthrough from Jimmy Carter and Bill Clinton, these Southern governors who again used black sensibilities and black allies to say, hey, you can, you, you can believe in me. Bill Clinton was being called the first black president. Went on the Arsenio Hall show to play the saxophone to show that he understood black culture. But even his DOJ refused to do anything about it. Even then there were people alive. He thought maybe the administration of Barack Obama would do something. Joe Biden would do something, but no. None of them. Nothing. Not at all. Even when an arrest warrant 
nearly 70 years after the murder of Emmett Till, an arrest warrant for Carolyn Bryant Dunham was found, showing that charges were going to be filed against her. It got tucked away in a file somewhere. Even when that was found, the government did nothing. Zero. While we see surviving Nazis literally older than Carolyn Bryant Dunham still be held responsible, it burns me up. I have some closing thoughts right after the break, and I'll be right back. I saw some people yesterday saying they wished Carolyn Bryant Dunham burns in hell. And I, like, those weren't the thoughts that came to my mind. Um, I'm mainly frustrated with the people that we helped elect who promised to do right by black folk and then when they got power, pretended they never made that promise. Carolyn Bryant Dunham did what she did and she's not going to hold herself accountable. She's not going to take herself to the DOJ and say, lock me up. That, like, that's never happened. Someone, somewhere, in Mississippi needed to file charges. There were, there were all kinds of charges that could still be filed. Someone in D.C., in the DOJ, in one presidential administration, needed to say, yeah, we're going to fix this. This was wrong, and we're going to do right by this family. But they all refused. People in power, from both parties, from all races, backgrounds, and ethnicities, nationalities, they all did nothing. They all failed this family. And by extension, I feel like we failed this family. Now there is nobody living who can be held accountable for the murder of Emmett Till. That'll never set right with me. Never. Records suggest that about a dozen people were involved. Not a single person held accountable. I'll never get over that. The family who has still lived and fought literally. uh, I saw them fighting last week. But no accountability. It's, It's nauseating to me. It truly is. Take care, everybody. Break it down. I'm Tiffany Hawkins. I'm Alan Boomer. And we are the Momentum Advisors. Every single week, we talk about wealth management, personal finance, and entrepreneurship. We are financial advisors by day. We're entrepreneurs by night. We're building wealth for ourselves, and we want to make sure that you understand how to build wealth in your own family. Tune in for shows like Is Your Money Racist, Retirement Savings, Investment 101. We literally run the gamut on all the things that you need to know about financial wealth, creating a legacy for your family, and really just wealth creation as a whole. What we find is that these conversations are happening, but they're not happening as much as they need to in diverse communities. And so we're bringing a new voice, a new amount of energy, and we want you to tune in. So we bring the tips, we bring the strategy, and we always bring the good news. So make sure you tune in every week to the Momentum Advisors. There's something for everyone. Momentum.
Yeah. 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 Yeah.